Hello and welcome to the Sports Society podcast, a show about everything sports. Join us each week as we review and dissect the top games and sporting events across the globe, listening to the latest news to emerge from the world of sports. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by Chris, Ads and Josh. This is the Sports Society podcast. How are we, boys? Kicking goals. Good stuff. <laughs> That's it. Kicking, goal. Kicking goals, Joshua. Hundred percent. I'm fucking relaxed, man. I'm. You're gonna get. You're gonna get a uh, high, Josh, today. Like I've <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. It's all that sunshine in cans, mate. Oh, I like high, Josh. Blue can. <laughs> so good. All right, guys. Um, we're on Instagram. It's the Sports Society podcast. Uh, feel free to jump on and message us with any questions and we'll hopefully be able to dissect it. So, yeah, go on, give us a follow and hopefully we'll be able to, you know, get in contact with you. Or like last week, if you've got a, if you've got a question that you want to record for us, then just send it into the Sports Society podcast at gmail.com and then we can play it during the show and have a little bit of banter while we're at it. So, Perfect. all right, to kick things off, yeah. beer? A hundred percent. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Been dying for that. I know, thirsty. Been mm. a tough, tough Monday. What it's are we drinking? Been, been challenging today, actually. You're right, Dan. Drinking a nice can yeah, of fresh air. It's all right for you. Mm. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking a nice uh, Pacific ale. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's like, like the same one I had last week, but... Same makers, what is it, Jim and Joe's, but it's a Pacific Ale. So, yeah, yum. Very nice. Um, all right, cricket, Australia narrowly, narrowly won. Lucky, I say. Lucky? Lucky, <laughs> lucky mate, you got lucky. We'll do, we'll do you, we'll do you. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be coming here lucky. thinking that you mate. You, you guys, over us, that's for sure. Mate, you guys are the biggest flaws. Dissect it for us. Tell us how you, how you battered us then. Go on. How, <laughs> <laughs> well, how did we not? How did we not? Well, you guys should have won that game and you guys couldn't get the apparently the 3-11 out. Number 11s. Yeah. So, two wickets. We won comfortably in the end, mate. We still won by two wickets. One comfortably. I wouldn't have yeah, called I wouldn't it call it comfortably. comfortably. All right. so, no, I wouldn't call it comfortably as well. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let I'm the, on your bandwagon. The rookies are going to step aside, right? And the the, the professional being myself is going to break the game down. <laughs> Done it. Because as, as much as I can't stand England, I've, I've looked at this game. <laughs> what do you mean? Forensically. Forensically looked at this game. Few few key Go points that Josh. I've taken away to guide discussion is... Have England not rebranded Test cricket for the better? My answer, in short, is yes. So, right, Ben Stokes wins a toss. Back first, everyone expected him to do that. No one expected Joe Root to try and reverse sweep off the first ball from Pat Cummins. No one then expected Joe Root to ramp the next shot. Joe Root used to be the most defensive batter in the world. Really slow strike uh, run rate. But... Brendan McCullum and, and Ben Stokes have created this brand that is encouraging and almost forcing the opposition's upper hand to attack. 
The only reason why I think Australia won this test is, and I say this not to create any headways, but I say this wholeheartedly because we've got the better team. Like we have got the better players overall. Agreed. And I think that's the only way we won. My concern is that I think England will break us eventually, just hopefully not too soon. I don't think we're going to be able to keep up with them at this rate though. Well, are you just saying that's just because home advantage though, Josh? Or it's a really physical brand of cricket to be playing in such a demanding environment. So, um, first of all, you've got the Barmy Army against you, which I don't think anybody can oppose how powerful they are. Even the chanting towards the opposition, like you could see that it was getting on Steve Smith's nerves. He was, you could see it. He he will deny it, but you could see it. Um, yeah. And. England's just got a bit of cheek about them. They remind me a lot of, of the Aussies when we had Glenn McGrath, when we had Brett Lee, when we had Sean Tate, when we had Shane Warne, who would give the opposition a mouthful. The only thing with England is they've got to back it up now. So if they're going to talk the talk, they shouldn't have lost that test match. So I think that's really disappointing on England's behalf. And I think the next test is going to be huge. Yeah. I mean, do you think just, that, um, do you think that um, sorry, go, Chris. declaring in the, the, first, the first day cost it? No? No. I, 100%. Of course it does. Uh, yeah, it did. But how did it just until the end? When did the test match finish? Day five, but England could have put on an extra 50 to 100 runs. and they, England make an extra 150, and on that last day, Australia don't go hammer and tong like they did and give England a chance to get eight far. They they play defensive and play for the draw. Yeah. I think Ben yeah, Stokes... Yeah, but you were, you were saying with Ben Stokes' game plan, he's a, an attackive... You know, even a fielder attacking side, they were always mm. going to try and get the wickets. Yeah, but... He would have just put all, all of them under the helmet, mate. Well, this is Basball's right? shots. But, this oh, is what Basball's about. It's about aggressive batting. And what they what you try and do with Basball is you try and get a high... You get a high total. So we, we got 393 three for eight. And then we declared because we, we want to get some quick wickets, right? Because you guys have been fielding. You guys have been bowling. They think you're tired. That's the, that's the point. Which... But we didn't get the we didn't get the wickets. We declared that's that's that's, that's what yeah that's what but, let us down. I feel looking back at it now. Well, no, we no. I think in day four because... we were like aggressive batting didn't work out for us because we we got bowled out quick. Well, yeah. the pitch is changing in day four as well. It's not as good in day four compared to day one. But you've got to look at it. Does baseball actually work? Well, you look at the game that resulted, and I would say no, because at the end of the day we still won. You still couldn't get out tail enders out. You couldn't get Paddy Cummins out. You couldn't get our number 11, Nathan Lyon out. Mate. So how does it, how does it work? I, I love it. It hasn't that. worked. But I, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. Like I'm so, what England have done, right? Chris, test cricket was dead and buried three years ago, right? It was flow form. We live in a society where people want results now. And people want action, right? We were getting test matches on dust bowls in the subcontinent where teams were making six, seven, eight hundred in innings and it was just ending in a draw. Yeah. What Ben Stokes has done is, mate, tell me one player from the England camp who has said they're disappointed they lost. I don't think one said it. They, they are very satisfied with the game they've created. The test crowds were huge all the way through because the English fans know what they're going to get. They're going to get action for so, five days. So, so you're telling me they're it. satisfied even though they still lost? I wouldn't you're be satisfied. Seeing, but they're, they're I a, would be like, 
at the end of the day, we lost, mate. Satisfied or not, you still I, lost I, the game. Don't yeah, be satisfied losing. No, you can be satisfied losing because it's a it's a good improvement. But they've like, lost. Oh, it's a good improvement. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they still lost. That was a game, and I agree with you at the start. Australia got lucky in the end. I was just yeah, staring these up. At the I start. think you're. We pushed but, you though. That's the yeah, point. No, you're that blessed was to have game, mate. Australia the, the bowlers and the batters you've got right. You're very Correct. blessed to have that many yeah, good 100%. bowlers and that many good batsmen in your lineup, and or, or to to be able to pick from. You say this. hundred oh, percent. You say that about this game plan. Right, and you can always say it about a player, but you take Usman Khawaja out of that team, England win by yeah, three hundred. Yeah, because he got two. What did he get? Two hundred. You reckon? One oh, is... he, he made a hundred. Got two hundred and seven runs. Forty, whatever it was, and sixty. Well, well, that's the good thing about Australia. Like Usman stepped up this this series, but when we played the final against India, he was nowhere to be seen, and your your Travis Head and your because Marnus it's a different because up. of the, the way so, England play the cricket. So they go for fast bowl. Well. I know we've got a few spinners well, in there, but it's fast, aggressive cricket, which Usman is obviously yeah, 100%. he's accustomed to. Whereas against India, they go, they will defend and they will yeah. do the slow ball. They'll slow you down. All right, boys, you tell me how much did you hear? How much commentary in the media? And I don't care if it's just the Nashers. The World Test Championships in India is huge. We've got a massive Indian population mm. in this country. How many people did you hear so excited to talk about our victory as the World Test Champions? Zero, because it was a yeah. boring game. How much comments like have you up. heard about yeah. the recent test? Ads, yeah. I love it. We're a better team. I'll give you that one. I'm set. We're a better team. So we we will adapt to their game plan. The thing is, England's doing something that we've never seen mm. before. They're, will i got a question for you, Josh. Will Baz Ball make them win the series, though? Obviously, we're 1-0. They may win a, an actual test match and, you know, draw the test matches or whatever. Will they win the series my, playing Baz Ball? My answer to that is Baz Ball will give them more of a chance than if they played the slow and steady game like we did because they don't yeah, okay. have the players that we have. Our attack will destroy them, our bowling attack. Joe Root ramping Pat Cummins is Joe Root saying, you, you might be quick, mate, but if you don't put it on middle and off every ball... You're gone. So, Basball is going to give them a lot more of a chance to win the series it's, than if they played yeah, our game. Baz, it's an so, England that's either going to score 400 quick runs yeah, on exactly. a day, or they'll exactly, get all bowled yeah. out. That's exactly what Basball yeah. is. Yeah, you can it can go one so, or two ways, right? Basball is like that aggressive, fearless brand of cricket, but it, it encourages players to express yeah, themselves and play with, you know that. That sort of liberated mindset is what is what we're trying to say, and it's enjoyable to watch. Yep. Rather than you go there and you you watch it is, you it know, is. days days because there's not I, many times you'll see two 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 teams go back to back in one day. So they're 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 trying to get a high score, then go for for quick wickets. That's what that's what basketball is now. All right, Chris, I agree. I reckon it's exciting. It's good to watch. All I'm saying is, are they going to be able to back it up? for a five-game series. They've already yeah, lost five... game one. They may come out game two and Lords, even when bloody, um, what's his name, Zach Corley has already come out and said they're going to win by 150 runs. Can they back that up? Or are they going to get bowled out for 150? It's... That's all I'm saying. They get bowled out for 150, Australia won't even bat the second time, mate. Well, I think They'll it's too early to tell. They will. Right oh, well, they've already... We've had one test. Yeah, I think the so next test. Think so they will Lord, so the next test is Lords, um, and they're... There apparently yes. I've heard things about them doing the surface, so it's a faster, faster ball, faster cricket. So, which 
works in our favour, doesn't work in your favour. Making that making it faster. Yeah, go on, Josh. Possibly. Um, so this is a question to you three because it's a massive bugbear of mine, and I could go on about it all day, right? Humility is is my biggest strength that I look for in an athlete, yeah. and pure arrogance is something that I can't stand. Right? You have got two of England's greatest bowlers of all time in Stuart Broad and James Anderson, who go out there, do their job, shut their mouth, let the action talk. Ollie Robinson, you are a Oh, blog. I love this combo. I, I, know you, I know you love England. I know you do. <laughs> but you cannot, even the harshest of, or the, the firmest of England supporters cannot support what that moron is doing right now. He is a bit, it's like, mate, how about you shut your mouth? You're, you're the reason why your team lost because you can't bowl properly. How about you learn to bowl, you big dopey <laughs> shit? Instead of slagging <laughs> off who's the most respectful bloke in the world, how about you get him out and then you slag him off when he makes 140? Well, you twat. If you had got him out when he was on two, <laughs> I, I, I got a question I, for you, Josh. I hate the bloke. You hate I want to hear who? You straight, who do you hate? Oh, Ollie Robinson. Ollie Robinson. He's a oh. <laughs> Like... Mate, you haven't done anything. You've been around for five seconds. You got suspended recently because you racially abused someone on Instagram. You're an absolute. What's your dog. question then? What is your question? Hey, Josh, it sounds like, like you're banging someone out. <laughs> no, my question is, is, is that not something? If that was your player, if you were the coach, so if you were Brendan McCullum, would you not be pulling Ollie Robinson in and saying, "Shut your mouth, let your actions talk." Stop writing your stupid column for the yeah. Herald Sun or whatever it is. We just lost. <laughs> Actually, shut your mouth, get back to work, and let's win the next test match. Then we can start running our mouth. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, well, I don't well, know. Because it's the first test, and I feel like he's just like, he's just expressing himself. He's, 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 he's acting up to the occasion, right? It's a big occasion. It's the Ashes. Let him have his... He's, he's got a bit of an ego about it. But the thing, Chris, the thing is, if you're going to talk, you have to walk it, man. Has to back it up. So he's turning around going, oh, you know, we've got all number three, three number 11s, yada, yada, yada. Couldn't bowl him out. He was the one with short bowled at the end. Couldn't bowl him yeah. out. Couldn't win the game for England. If he goes out and wins the game, all us Aussies are shutting their mouths. Doesn't win the game, mate. He well, yeah, obviously it goes to, it goes one or two <laughs> ways, doesn't it? If you, if you run your mouth, it's either going to go your way or isn't. If, if we bowled you out, we'd all but be what, sitting there. What Josh going, is saying. Ollie Robinson told you. What what Josh is saying is he's been in the game for five minutes, yeah? So he's ripping into our, you know, last three batsmen saying they're all number 11s. The kid averages 16 mm. himself, mate. He is yeah. a turd in the bat as well. <laughs> How, who is he to bloody, mate? you know, compare our batters, I, I our would, lower tail end batters to him, mate? Well, he's a flog. I would kiss the ground that James Anderson walks on, yeah? Even though Jimmy oh, Anderson is English, that bloke is a champion. The reason Mate, you'd love him on your side any day. Pakistan he, anyway. <laughs> he will um, Yeah, so yeah, wow. Well, <laughs> what about Lamar Shane? He should be South hey. We're we're at, we're yeah. a multicultural yeah, country yeah, here. <laughs> um no, but in all, all seriousness though, like Jimmy Anderson, right? He gets physical not physical, he gets verbal, but verbal in a way where he will intimidate batsmen yeah. through his bowling. Ollie Robinson is saying, giving a bloke a send off, and that bloke's just carted him around the park for 140 yeah. runs. Like, if I was Jimmy Anderson, I'd be pointing him and saying, Shut your mouth. This is my team. Mm. I'm the bowler. You're just a player right. right now. 
actually start doing I think, something, then run I him think out. what he's trying to do, he's, he's trying to do like the Conor McGregor type thing. He, he's trying to get in their head. He's trying to make them make mistakes, right? So he's, he's nowhere near obviously, what is, it's the Mate, mentality. What, what I'm saying is he's trying to get in their heads. He's trying to get in your head before, before the bat. And then so that you guys are just going to go try and smack it. Is, That's what he's trying to do. It didn't pay off. But they did well, smack yeah, it. He, yeah, he, he did smack it, but he's, yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> he was bowling meat pies down the pitch at about three, <laughs> three kilometres an hour. What did what did Billy Brownless say? 128 kilometre throw downs? Yeah. Like the bloke... You're the trash, the Ollie. Google. The bloke might sort have... Sort it out, mate. Sort it out. Throwing beach balls at him. Yeah, he's Honestly. not the best bowler in the world. Hey, Josh, i got to... I got a question for you, all right? Because I know how much you dislike this bloke as well. Do you rather? Would you rather rate Jake Stringer as a less of a flog <laughs> or Ollie Robertson? Oh. <laughs> Jeez, That's, the silence is key. Those two are on a lone island, aren't they? Um, probably, probably, I'd probably rather Jake Stringer because he's Aussie at least. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Ollie Robinson, I don't know what he is. The bloke looks like he's some mix between some alien from Venus and Mars. That, that massive <laughs> head of his, the big head that you could pop a needle with. Oh, oh he's, so he is just an absolute twat. Well, I, hope yeah. he I really hope well, he so backs up in the next one. I hope he does. Mate, I mean, he cannot handle the pressure. Game one, had the ball in his hand, needed two wickets with 50 runs to go yeah. and couldn't get us out. So he can't back it up. He's a flop. Put him back in the sheds, mate. He's not worth it. You should have been bowling Jimmy Anderson. If you had a bowled Jimmy but Anderson at the end, you're, you would have won. Saying, you're saying it like it was an easy job. It's an easy oh, task. It's if, not an easy task, but if he wants to talk that he's the, you know, the bee's yeah, knees, gonna, then back it up, mate. Yeah, if you're going to If not, talk you're talk. a flop. Boys, before, you, before we wrap up. Right? Yeah. You know how we know Baz yeah. Ball's a success? Because you two down the bottom, Chris and, and Dan, can't really stand cricket. And look how heated we are. And it's not just because no, it's the Ashes. Yeah, oh, no, look, 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 look. That's how it works. I'll confess that I used to hate cricket before we started doing this podcast. But watching it, this, this is my first test series. I'm genuinely enjoying cricket. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that. But I always saw cricket as this boring game. But... A, Again, I, I I encourage anyone that doesn't it doesn't really give a monkeys about cricket. Watch watch this test series. I guarantee you'll you'll get some kind of liking towards Agreed. it. It is actually 100%. quite exciting. It has 100%. been an exciting game. No, hundred percent. Just but, um just before we go off cricket too, I feel like we should actually appreciate the effort of actual um, Pat Cummings as well. Nah, nah. How he um nah, nah, nah. got his nah, team nah, home. Nah, 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 nah. Being a captain. Nah, nah, nah. Stop saying no, because being a captain, your captain couldn't take a bloody catch in the last innings, mate. Being a captain, getting Australia home, that's a it's a well good knock of 44 not out, Paddy. So well done. Ben Stokes had a stinker, yeah, and t- To be fair, I'll say just, just credit to Australia. Um, it's the first time since 1984 one country has had three top-ranked batters, mm. Labashane, Smith and Head. Not anymore. So, Joe not Root's anymore. number one now. Oh, there you go. Well, that just... Yeah. That, but right. your stats no credit, work. no credit to Australia. Though. No, it's only <laughs> you're you're right. it's just one. It's still, no, it's still, still to work. come. Well, mate, Buzzball will have you. You'll be on the next podcast. You'll be crying. <laughs> so, what's our predictions? What's our predictions for the next one? Starts on Wednesday. I said three-two Australia, so I'll stick with that. 
So England win the next I one. Think England, Australia England, win I think one. England win at Lords. Yeah. Yep, make it one all. I hope I think we win at Lords. I personally think Dave Smith will be player of the match, and Australia will go two nil. Two nil. All right. Yeah, really? put a wager on That's that. Let's get on it. I'm writing it down now. <laughs> Not my wage, mate. <laughs> we'll put your wage. It's double what I'm earning. Yeah, he's a manager now. He, I heard he's running the company. Get the overtime, boys. He's running it. All right, lads. Good, good segment. Yeah, the ball. that was good. Um, so <laughs> right, I'll, um, I might as well kick off the. I might as well kick off the Formula One. Let's do it. Um, for those who watched it, just another obliteration by Max Verstappen. Hundred wins for Red Bull now. That's two hundred wins for Adrian Newey. Um, Red Bull have now won twenty-seven percent of all yep. races they've entered. Um, good performance. You can't deny it. Yeah, you call it boring. I think we give him. I think we give him a lot of stick, are, right? and I, I'm not his biggest fan, but we do. He is. He's a, he's nah. a quality driver. I think he's didn't he um, equal yeah, he is a quality. Uh, Senna's record today. Yeah, forty first victory. Uh, he's equal equaled Ayrton Senna's yeah, record. I think. Now, so. I think we just got to give him credit. He's he's actually a decent. He's a very very good driver. Yeah, so, he's a good driver. Um, yeah. Very good. I mean, the wind didn't come without moaning, though. I don't know if you watched during, during practice. He was he was moaning so much. He was moaning that his downshifts yeah. were were bad. Well, so, is it first. is it is it moaning or is that a sign of a good driver? Because do you remember at even Senna, he was so critical of his engineers and his car. Oh, I just the way think that he yeah. wants the best out of himself. He's yeah. always always striving for high standards. Isn't yeah, he? I agree. But he's it's, one. it's, it's yeah. the way he talks to his engineers. I'll be like, hang on a minute, wind your neck in. I know you're world oh, number one, but... But Daniel, does he back it he up? He does back it up. That's yes. Yeah. At least this bloke backs it up. He backs like it up. Aussies in F1. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he does back it up, yeah. yeah. He, he he has a moan, but he's he's got the right to moan, basically, at the minute. Um, if he doesn't feel something's right in his car, he will say it, he will voice it. And that's obviously a sign of a good team because they, you know, they take on his... His information, they take on his his criticism, and they work they work on it. Yeah. You can't fault Red Bull at the minute, like that, and, and everything from their their car to their driver to their pit stops to even Christian Horner. Yeah. I think he's the biggest bell end in the world, but he is a great <laughs> race manager. Um, so yeah, yeah I, hats off to him at the minute. I just really hope that um, Lewis Hamilton stops bending over for Alonso and starts challenging. Well, let's go on to Mercedes then. Um, Mercedes had a good race, man. They had a very good race. I thought, well, Lewis, Lewis finished third, yeah? So, but if you watch his race, you break down his race, his tyre management was superb. When he overtook Alonso in the first couple of laps or whatever he did, whenever he overtook him... Um, he couldn't. He didn't have the race pace to, to def- defend him. Basically, no. so he, he he even said he oh, let him past. And um, yeah, I just concentrated on um, my car yeah. management just to bring back just to bring back in the yeah, points. That sure. was it. So, but I don't, I don't like that. Go for it. Go for second. Yeah, you can, yeah. But if imagine if he did go for it and he and he stressed the car. Stressed the, wears the tires down a little bit. Yeah, like you wear the tires down a little bit. He's going to have yeah. to pit earlier and he might have finished lower than third. You know what I mean? Cuz I mean, 
before Russell creamed yeah. it into the wall, he was this this is when Alonso was third. He was putting pressure on on Alonso and I I genuinely think Russell would have got second in that race yeah. if he hadn't well, you reckon it would have been Verstappen yeah. Russell Alonso or do you reckon if Russell do you reckon Potent- if yeah. Russell got yeah, yeah, into yeah, yeah. the second place that Hamilton might have fought yeah. for the third well he must have yeah he would have yeah and uh, yeah and I reckon yeah if Russell hadn't have crashed it would have been Russell on the mm. podium not Hamilton yeah either second or third but yeah, it's a shame, but the the upgrades are clearly for, working for Mercedes. 100%. Don't you think so? Yeah, they've gone from you know. Why do you well, think they've they're gone working? from? For the viewers, yeah, that well, they've listening. gone from fifth and sixth pretty much every race, or you know, sixth and seventh to now one and two. Uh, sorry, two and three. And um, I'm I'm more interested in the obviously the upgrades that Mercedes have brought in, but. It goes to show how good Verstappen is because look how far Perez has dropped down now that you've now got Hamilton True. and George and Alonso all con- all contending. You know, it was a it was a Red Bull yeah. one two. Now it's well, you know, it's Red Bull one. Well, now it's you know, it's it's yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's a bit of a up in the air to who's gonna finish in the other two spots. It's either Aston Martin, Mercedes or Ferrari. Aston Martin, yeah. I mean to answer your question as well, Ads, um, Mercedes are now second on the constructors. Yeah. Yep. So Aston Martin have, have dropped down. But that's to because third, Lance. But, uh, it's still early Lance days. Strolls, crap. He is crap. <laughs> he is crap. I mean, get rid of him. Yeah, home like, hero in this race, but but he's never going to get rid of him because he's his daddy's boy and his dad owns sure, Aston Martin, so he's always going to. If that race. was my kid, I'd be like, "Sorry, mate, I've you've got to go." <laughs> I mean, I mean, Lance Stroll. He didn't have. A bad race. He started thirteenth. Yeah. He did finish ninth, or he did finish inside the points. I mean, a little bit of help from from Norris, which will break down a bit more yeah. in a minute. Um, I wouldn't have said it was a bad race for Aston Martin. He's just not contending, right? I mean, a lo- Josh, yeah, Josh. If no. Xavier, he raced for you, and he just wasn't getting in the points week in week out. What would you do? Not racing. Not racing. You're not, well, good enough, you're not good enough. Drop him back down to. Well, that's it. Look, you'd be putting more pressure on him, wouldn't you? Be putting more pressure on him. He's a driver. Mate, there's, I think... there's way too much involved in competitive sport, right? The, I know the dad's the owner, but just in general, sponsors, viewers, fans. I know F1's not hugely fan based, but in terms of it's not like you get members and it, it works a bit differently. But Yeah, yeah. In terms of commercial deals, they've got an obligation to, in any sport, to play your best people or, or race your best yeah. drivers. So if, if he's not informed, not that I know anything about him and and his driving abilities, but just in general, commercially, if he's only getting a drive because of his dad, I'd be if I was the race engineer or team director, I'd be saying, "We'll see you later." Hundred percent. I mean, I mean, he's not um, he's not awful. It's just ask, if you want, no, you've he's, got a fast car awful. now. Get another get another driver in that's capable. Of, well. Intended for the top yeah, five. That's, well, that's, you that's want, exactly you want what I was him, just about to say. You want him fighting for his spot. You don't want no. him just gifted. Well, you want no, him earning but it. credit where credit's due. Let's let's give Lance Stroll the time. Like because last year the Aston Martin was was pony, it was rubbish. But this race, or just before the race, the Astons did have upgrades. Yeah. Now, if you want to, if you want to go into that, they they had upgraded side pods and a yeah. floor area. So 
Um, I think it was evident from Alonso's race, but experience does come into play there, yeah. I feel. So, like I say, Stroll did finish ninth. So it's not a horrendous race. So I it's just not feel... horrendous, but if you have someone no, that can he still fill finished his in position, the position, that's a that's a better driver. Then why would you but, not? Put but them that's in the there? thing in Formula One. It's who, and it's that's. Well, I understand experience at the end of the day, like it yeah. matters as well. But if you're still finishing knife, I know you're on the podium. Well, not on the podium, but you've got your two points to your name. Yeah, you could still have another driver out there getting experience and not getting points. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and then becoming it- better. Obviously, the car. time. Obviously, the car itself has a massive effect to, to that. Like, like, like I said a minute ago, the Aston Martin last year yeah. was crap. Mm-hmm. This year, it's a really, really good car. So, I think by the end of the season, I think we'll definitely know whether Lance Stroll is a good or a bad. Well, driver. I mean, if um, Alex Albon's finishing in front of you, you're a bad driver. <laughs> exactly. You've got yeah, Alex Albon's finished in front of you. However, the Williams also had a they lot have of had upgrades. a lot of upgrades. Yeah. Shame about shame about Sergeant. Like he's he was told to stop on lap two, I think it was, or yeah. four, something like that. early early wow. on. Anyway, he was told to stop. Yeah, the crit- was a, critical message was, um, come through. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. But the the upgrades Williams had, I'll just I'll list a few off. I've listed them down. Um, they fitted a new power unit. They've got an improved floor engine cover. Side pod inlet, halo, rear suspension, rear corner, and a rear wing end plate. That's, That's a, a lot of upgrades, and they put up. all of that all on yeah. Albon's car. Mm. Hence, why did they he not upgrade it on Sargent's car? No, 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 just just Albon's. Because let's let's be honest, you're not going to put all those upgrades or share the upgrades on a rookie driver. You're just going to see how he goes for his first season. Put it on your experienced driver, Albon, who's had however many seasons it is now yeah, three. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I think. Um, yeah, you're not you're like you're not going to put it on. Well, I, it, on was, it was driver, a big upgrade one, package, um, and he did do well. He qualified. Massive. He was pole for for a couple of laps. Well, yeah. in Q two, yeah. he was P one. So yeah, but that and, was because little, of tri- that was. I was watching the formula. It, tire yeah. choice and the rain. Yeah, but uh, I was I was actually watching the the qualifying. And a little fact that I found quite interesting was the last time Williams led a qualifying session was Felipe Massa in 2016. Felipe Massa. <laughs> a blast from the past. Felipe there. Massa, yeah, in 2016. That's a blast from the yeah. past. But generally speaking, do you think things are looking up for Williams now? Do you reckon they Well, um, I mean, they were best of the rest, really, weren't they, in this race? Yeah, because I mean, it, I was, think so. it was Red Bull, Aston Martin, Mercedes, Ferrari, Ferrari, Red Bull, and then Williams. So, yeah, I mean, if... They can roll the the upgrade package out to both the drivers. I don't know if they will, but um, or if they could get a better driver in. Um, yeah, I'd, mate, I'd love it if Williams came back. Yeah, there's a British British company, you know, British British constructor. How good yeah. would it be if the upgrades were that good? And then Hamilton at the end of his days went, you know what? I'll just drive for Williams. Just drive. <laughs> we'll That'd be good. And, yeah. uh, and just before we move on, Ferrari um, fourth and fifth. And I mean, they their race management. Yeah, it was I good, thought yeah. that was great. You know, they were the only team on the mediums not to pit during that safety car. Like, I, f- I feel like previous races, and obviously last season with Bonotto, he would have yeah. just pitted them. Oh, 100%. Probably yeah. double stacked them. And then that's no it. No forced errors, no, no yeah. errors, nothing. 
No, they had a great, they had a great race, but let's see if they can back that up. When now, the pressure's not on, they can drive. When the pressure's on, they're both crap. They just crumble. They can't. They can't. Act under they're not the bad drivers, though. Yeah, but they're not bad. They're not bad drivers. Yeah, they're not bad drivers. But when you put Leclerc in, you know, pole position, he, he can't handle it. He can't handle the being chased. But you, you got it. But you, you got to perform him, under pressure. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah. But you look at him early last season against Verstappen. Obviously, they had a new powertrain, so they had they had their teething problems. But Leclerc gave it to him for the first couple of races. Yeah. He definitely gave it to him. Yeah, it just didn't work. Um, yeah, well, it didn't. Yeah, it didn't pay off. Like he's just... something went something went wrong for the rest of the season. But that's last season now. Yeah, he just wilted um, under the pressure. Yeah. Uh, another thing I want to touch on before we move yeah. on. Did you see Chris um, Lando Norris's time penalty? You see what no, that was I didn't for? See that. So it, he got a time penalty for unsportsmanlike. Oh, behavior. sorry, yeah, I did see this. Yeah, go on. So, so coming down that final straight, that really long straight. So I think Piastri was in front of him at the time. I think no, he was behind him. Sorry, but what he did, he backed the, he slowed down when the safety car was out. He slowed down, backed the pack up, so it w- so it would avoid the double stack for McLaren, and obviously he got a time penalty. And I think he finished. Did he finish ninth and then dropped to thirteenth or something like that? Wasn't it behind the safety car though? So he he was driving slow, but he was driving too slow. He was going slower. He was going slower than he was meant okay. to. Yeah. How much of a time penalty did he receive? Five uh, seconds. Yeah. Okay. So it's five seconds every penalty. Yeah. Five seconds. Yeah. Is no, a lot not <laughs> Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Five seconds a lot. Yeah, it's massive. It's a lot of time. Yeah. But, but I I did feel like the McLarens both had a little bit more pace this race. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I've I've said it before in a previous previous episode that I I do have a soft spot for McLaren. I, I do hope they do it's well. So crap. I know they're crap, but they never used to be like Williams. They never used to be. Well, yeah. Yeah. But nah, I mean, I like I prefer if. If anything, I would. I'm re, I'm a real big fan of Ocon, so I, I think if you have the chance to sign anyway. Ocon, and you're one of those top four or five cars, I reckon you get him in there. Like McLaren but, must go for him. Get rid of Lando. But is, is Ocon? But is Ocon going to go from Alpine to McLaren? Yeah, Ocon ended eighth Why? in that in in the Canadian GP. In an Alpine. Yes. To be fair, the Alpine hasn't really impressed me. Mate, I'm telling you, he will be he will be like he'll be a very good driver if he gets in a good car. Very good. Put him in a Ferrari. Put him in the Ferrari. Get yeah. rid of I'd say probably science. Get rid of science, yeah. Stick get rid of science. Leclerc's all right. I prefer Leclerc over science. I think he's just got a bit more balls than than science. So yeah, get rid of science. Yeah, no, I agree. Josh, did you um have something to say about the F one? No, I said it before, mate. Just wanted to uh, just wanted to share my knowledge of F one with you all. <laughs> it's the only and what's no, that? It's the only sport. Listening, came back and listened. It's um, <laughs> it's not my first choice of sport, but it's good to to sit back and listen. I, I like the the commercial um business behind F one. That's probably my favorite yeah. part of it. Watch Drive to Survive, boys. That's what you need to do. This, yeah, Watch Drive to Survive. This is what I was saying to Adam during this week. Yeah. It's not about. Who wins? I mean, well, it, it obviously is because that's who <laughs> that's who, that's who wins the championship. I mean, it's not who wins, but, but it is. Yeah, it's yeah, about, it's not. It's about taking part, boys. <laughs> what counts? No, I mean, if, if you look awards. at 
if you if you look at the Formula One, who comes second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth? That's way more exciting than who wins. Like, yeah, Max Verstappen wins Austria. That's because he's always he's going to win the next so race. Now you get excited with the second and third. Like if, Max, if a different sur- racer won first, then you'd be like, oh, how good is this guy? If, but you're so if used Max- to saying Max won first. Yeah, like, and it wouldn't surprise me if Max won every single race this season. I'd be like, mm. oh yeah. Standard. The thing, the thing is, Adam. Right, the best racer wins the championship, unlike AFL, where then you have to go to to the finals and oh yeah, we're gonna who's gonna win the flag? Because anyone could win it. I can't wait till we send you back to England, mate. I can't <laughs> wait. Till you... I cannot wait to be like, bye, Chris. You could have battered <laughs> yeah, everybody in the league, and you could have <laughs> smashed everyone out of the league, but then. Oh, yeah, come to finals. Yeah, but and that's then how be a exciting, mate. You don't need to finish bat, yeah. first to win the premiership. Bloody, it's called the minor premiership. Anyways, we'll get into AFL. Go on, then. Get in the AFL, then. <laughs> I feel like a lot happened this, this weekend in the AFL. I've got a few questions for 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 Josh and Adam, but we can redistribute those. But anyone want to start? Yeah. Ad's going to explode, mate. Yeah, go right. on. AFL. Contact sport. <laughs> yeah? You yep. go out there. You know you're going to get bumped, okay? Yeah. You know you're going to get tackled. Expected, 100%. We've got players missing games for a fair tackle where the opposition's head accidentally collides with the ground. We've got players missing games for bumps when they're contesting a ball and putting their own body in the line. We have mm-hmm. an out now, in my opinion, the dirtiest act possible. So if we take our minds back to Melbourne, Geelong, Jack Viney... Looked like he had done a fairly serious shoulder injury on the ground. You just never know, yeah. He's on the ground, grimacing, holding his shoulder with his opposite arm. Tom Stewart, a Geelong player, stands over Jack Viney and shoves him in the shoulder, defenseless injured player, shoves him to the ground like a coward and then runs off. It doesn't look good, does it? It's a $1,500 fine when I think that's a five week suspension. 100%. It's not the fact that well, it's dangerous. It's a fact that it's a low act. Well, lucky week, enough though. that Viney only just had a stinger and not an actual serious injury. But I was listening Still, to the commentators when it happened and they were like, oh, I'll give credit to Stuart. I don't think he realised. No, 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 that's crap, mate. He was like was two, three seconds after the, the ball had already gone and left the, the play and, and then pushed Viney. Like, it was a dirty act. Can I, can I just butt in? Something oh, yeah. James Sisley does. So... Let, I just want to say that I do I do like the sport, right? I do I do enjoy watching it. It is fast paced. It's good. It's entertaining, right? It, I know it's not for everyone, but I do like it. I just want to put that out there. However, the only thing that really gets gets on my goat is all the pushing and shoving and getting the handbags out. It's fake. Like, it's, it's fake. But stop it, man. Like, mm. stop it. Just just get on with it. Yeah, it's a contact sport. Like you said, Josh, there is bumping. But what's all the pushing for? What's, oh. all, tr- what's all trying to rip each other's clothes off for? Mate, it's, stop I, it. It's called the Ollie Robertson. It's trying to intimidate <laughs> your, your teammates, <laughs> mate. That's all that is. There's the opposition, not, sorry. Like I said, yeah. only a $1,500 fine. Like you just said. Only that, a $1,500 fine. You've hit the nail on the head, right? If I'm playing AFL and I've got a choice, right, to be knocked out through an accidental bump yeah, or to be shoved in my injured shoulder when I'm defenseless and no way to protect myself. What would you have done? I'm going to choose 
to be bumped because at least that opposition has done it as part of the game. What would I have what? done if I was Melbourne or if I was the other? No, if, if, if you was if you was Jack Viney, if you was on the floor holding your shoulder and some some knobhead come and just pushed you right. in the shoulder, you would have got up and broken his nose. I'll tell you from experience, when I was when I was playing footy, one of my good mates was on my team, right? And I was never a physical player. I never got into a fight. I I don't fight. I hate fighting. I've never thrown a yeah, punch. Agreed, yeah. This one day. My mate had dislocated his knee. He was on the ground hobbling. The opposition player just came over and hip and shouldered him to the ground and it made my mate's knee dislocate even more. I'll tell you what I did as a teammate. I went over and I've never seen Red so much in my life. I just went hammer and tong at this bloke. And I don't do that. I'm, I don't believe in violence at all. But you don't do that. Well, you that's don't. what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna say to you, Josh. What did um? What did Melvin's teammates do? Nothing. What did Viney's teammates do? Nothing. That's pathetic, mate. Because obviously Jack Viney looked pretty sore. Um, and Jack Viney is a tough, tough character. If he's yeah. if he's down on the ground with a, a sore shoulder or something, something serious has happened. Yeah. He, he's a warrior. But a bit disappointed from the Melbourne crew not to be getting into Stuart, mate. Like you, you. I don't know if he's still your captain. I think he's not captain anymore. But. One of your it. one of your leaders of the games just copped a big knock, hurt himself, and Stuart just goes over and pushes him over. Like, what, what's going on there? Like, why why are they not? I, I get what, what I mean? you're like, saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah, the teammate sticking up for, for for your team. Yeah, but I mean, I just I just don't see the point in it. Like, because there's no fighting. Like rugby, you get yeah, you get a few like you know, punches yeah. to the chin or punches to the chest or something like that. A few cheeky, you know, let's go. But in AFL, all I see it is pushing it's and shoving. It's playground. It's and soft they, fighting. They, it's... Just, you, you just grab their little vests or jerseys, whatever you want to call them, and just try and pull them off and rip each other's clothes off. I'm sorry. It's a bit. Yeah, Stop. It's a bit. It, yeah, it's a little bit. It's, if, yeah, I know what he's going to say it, there. It's, it's a little bit. But... It's worldwide sport too. Like, it's, it's, it's not though. sport in the world. No, it's it not. Is... Rugby league, you can't punch. So if you punch in rugby league, you're gone. Look at Josh Addo Cars punch instead yeah, of yeah, last yeah we'll get on. Paul that. Gallen, Paul Gallen cleaned up Nate Miles with a full hook two years ago. Yeah, right? you can't punch. You can't. Just, you can't just stop, it man. What? Just stop it. I agree with Dan. Just stop it all together. Let your go and go and get them when they're near the ball. Get them fair and square. Do you, do you so know what's in, tough? Do you know what's tough? Not you. Winning the footy when it's there to be won in head a contested over head exactly. over the ball in a contested play. Hitting yeah. up your full forward, kicking a goal, mate. Having yeah. your body on the line is tough footy. Not this little... Stop oof, trying to push and get out of my I way. think it's a mentality thing, right, Adam? Because how many times have you been, generally, how many times have you been on the receiving end of a late tackle or a late elbow or something like that? Oh, too many yeah. times, mate. How many head knocks? And how many times have you then decided to do it to, that other, do it to someone else? Yeah, it's retaliation, it's, 100%. Yeah. But so, it's retaliation. So it doesn't get you anywhere, Chris. It doesn't get you anywhere. That's what I'm saying. I'm you. saying you, you've got these guys in all sports, grassroots f- football. You've got them in, in the game. They just don't have any respect for people or people's safety. They're just, no. that's the people they are. Like Sicily, like you were saying about Sicily last not, week. But compare not a lot that. Of, yeah, not a lot of players are like this. And Tom Stewart's usually pretty good. I'm pretty pretty shocked. There's only one other incident with Prestia, but... That this, was um, just in well, general play, but I've never really seen Tom Stewart do this kind of stuff. But yeah, it wasn't a good look. This this just backs up my argument. I think cards should be introduced into the yeah. AFL. It's not bad. Like, if, if, if you want to push and shove, like subject to how bad it is, yeah. whether you get a yellow card, which is a warning, like in football or soccer, right? Or in rugby, you get a yellow card, it's 10 in the bin. If you red card, you are off. 
if you want to fight, that's absolutely fine. But you're going to compromise your team. Jeez. Daniel, what's wrong with what's wrong with us? Not I agree with you. So AFL is one of those weird sports again where in your junior football and your senior club football, there are red, yeah. a red and yellow card system. For some reason, it doesn't go all the way up to AFL. Do you know what I reckon? Do you know what I reckon it is? Is because all Victorians or anyone that follows the AFL is just too proud or too scared to change the game. They're like, no, oh, they no, change the game. They change the game every year, but not that much. It doesn't really overall affect that gameplay. Yeah, you still have. We're going to be playing still have the pushing and shoving. And we're going to be playing scoring. touch footy in fifteen years' time. I'm yeah. not saying getting rid of tackles. I'm just saying penalise the dangerous yeah, ones. Yeah, but Malcolm, I'm, I'm all for it. I agree, mate. I'm all He's for got- it. When I've played footy and I get concussion. I've like my teammates have lost a, a player on their team. We've gone from twenty two to twenty one because I can no longer play. I'm done. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But imagine, imagine but if why is the team someone that's tackled me and taken me out still able to come on? So yeah, he exactly. should, should, should be. That, so that guy that knocked you out when we when we came to play, what happened to him after that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing because they didn't even that, get him on record. Yeah, well, that's, that's that should, that should how many be, umpires that should be there in then? these games, man? Well, we've got two on our field, but four in the AFL. Yeah. Like they should be able to. Still, two is more they, than enough. But they've got yeah. the video. They've got the video. Yeah, as they've well. got the video, but the video, the ball already passed the play, and then you know it happened afterwards. So well, there was no the, video of the actual incident. It's only if the umpire sees it, and then it's his call or my back. call. They're, they're not going to do anything it's, unless they've got the video. To everyone can sit there and watch it and replay it and be like analyze it and be like, oh, this is what's happened. Nothing will get done about it, mate. That's it. I'll get a week off with concussion because it's a 12-day protocol. Twelve, Yeah, yeah, 12 days, sorry. But other than that, the other player just gets off, mate. An average game in AFL in the 1980s was uh, you'd you'd have an average of 29 tackles in the game, whereas the average game now is 71 tackles per game. So your tackles have gone 29 tackles is not a good game at all, yeah. 71 tackles per game, yeah. But you've got, this is talking about sling tackles and, and all sorts. So you've got a, a legend of the game, Malcolm Blight, saying time has come yep. for AFL to ditch the tackle. No, I don't, I don't I, agree with ditching the tackle. I think yeah. we're getting better. We're getting more trained. They're analysing how to tackle different. I agree with Dan. I think there needs to be a rule with red cards and yellow cards. Stamp out the bad... Because now and then you're going to make a bad decision. It's it's a fast, intense game. You're going to get someone high, sin bin, 10 yeah. minutes. That's what I, I mean, yeah. The, re- the, the, the referee or the umpire, like, yeah. just he calls it how he sees it, right? Yeah. So uh, as a minimum, a dangerous tackle, so an elbow to the head or a knee to the head, whatever it might be, yeah, 10 in the bin, mm. it can go for a review. Or if, yeah. if the people upstairs then go, hang on a minute, I think you better look at this in a no. bit more depth. They just stop it. 30 seconds, look at the video and go, yeah, it's too yeah, long, really can't dangerous. stop it. They've, Red. Got to do it on the, they've got to do it at the time. I, I, I disagree. The, the solution is simple, right? Mm-hmm. I tackle Dan. I illegally tackle Dan, even though it's not deliberate, by slamming his head into the ground, right? Even though I didn't do it deliberately, as a result of my action, Dan is out for the game. You don't stop the game. The umpire pays it free. You have a fourth umpire who watches and gets as much evidence as they can. Two yeah. minutes later... Message down to the, the interchange. That player's been red carded. As soon as Perfect. the yeah. stoppage happens, stop the game, show them the red card, they get off. If you take another player off, you should lose a player as well because what's stopping, and it will happen one day, mm, yeah. right? Um, Collingwood, Nick, Nick Dacos, crucial to Collingwood, yeah? yeah? Let's say 
Geelong make the grand final. What's yep. to say Chris Scott doesn't play a really average Geelong player by one of their bottom six and say, look, we don't really need you today. All I want you to do is within the first two minutes, just go run through um, Nick Dacos, clean him up, take him out for the rest of the game. Then that's their key player gone. Yeah. There's but... no red card. There's no, who cares if you get 10 weeks? If you win the premiership, you can get it if you get lifetime there. True. What's yeah. stopping you from doing that? Why... Football is simple. Soccer, you, you do something dirty, you get a red card, you're off. You miss the yeah. next one. There's no move towards yeah, Gaelic so... football, like a similar way to the Gaelic football play. They tackle the ball and not the player. Yeah, it's much it's much better for the game. As it's much better for people's safety. Yeah. I agree because there does seem like there's a lot of unnecessary tackles. I'm on board with you, Dan. Car, I think the final part of this discussion. I think we all agree. Card system has to. Yeah. I think it will. I do believe it will. Let's card system needs to come into the AFL. Let's send yeah. this podcast yeah. to Gil. We'll send it to Gil. Let's tag him. Hopefully. Or Travis Dillon. Uh, no, who is it? Andrew Dillon. Yeah, no, nah, Andrew Dillon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, Gil's still in charge, though. We'll send it over to yeah. Gil and um, hopefully we'll get a sponsor from the AFL. Hit us up. Yeah, but sit so we'll on, the, the cards in on the serious note, boys, no one wants to get hurt when they're playing a sport they love, do they? No, of course not. So, and no, it, no, of course. Everyone wants to go home and see their families. Exactly, and that's, that goes for the professionals as well. So the, the quicker you can bring in these uh, the cards and these suspensions and uh, you get cited more often, the better. But cards, I yeah, the yeah, card. I the, what you were talking about having the card system, I think is it's got to be coming soon. It's a it's a good place to start. at Hundred percent. Yeah. Try trial it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't well, work. It just like it, football in the UK, they, they, they never banned tackling, did they? But they just got more strict no, on it, didn't they? This they, they were like, okay, if you you know it's, it's gone past the days of Vinnie Jones and Roy Keane, you can't have those players in today's game. But they did it over time. So yeah. I reckon if you guys get a bit more stringent on the tackling and you know the descent. It will be it will be a good thing for the sport. I think it's it also acts as a deterrent as well. Yeah. If there's a 50-50 challenge, you might take that split second to think, hang on a minute, I'm going to change the way I'm going to contest yeah. this ball. Yeah, I'm not going to fly in with double elbows or double knees or something like that just to try and get this ball because I might hurt him and I might get sent off for it. Me and you both know, Chris, we've both played football. We're both defenders. If, if a player, if you're tracking a player mm-hmm. and he's one-on-one, one-on-one in the goal... You might not, you might think twice about double footing him. You know what I mean to take him down. Yeah. You know what I mean. You you, you might try and want to do it tactically because it might you <clears throat> might be up one nil. And if you go if you go a man down in a in a cup final, that's detrimental. That's what the yellow card's about. You do a one bad tackle. It doesn't matter. You know if mm. it's your first tackle or it's your third tackle, depending on the tackle. Yeah. If you got the ball, yeah. if you took the man out, that's it's it. a yellow card, and then you think twice. I got a yellow card the other week. For my first tackle, yeah. and I said, "Oh, ref, it's, it's my first tackle." He went, "So, you didn't get the ball. Yeah. You took the man out. It was reckless." I went, mm. "Fair enough." And Absolutely. then in my head, yeah, the whole fair. game, I couldn't put a tackle in unless I was totally sure about that tackle, about winning the ball. It works. Mm. It does it work. Works, right? A little, a little warning because you're like, I don't want to make my team go down to ten men. Hundred percent. Like in in AFL, in AFL, what is it? Uh, Eighteen on the pitch, yeah. So you might not want to just put your team down to seventeen because it's. It's going to affect the outcome of the game, but well, but yeah. Speaking of football, I think we um, we talk about these um, absolute flogs that are moving to the Saudi league. Oh. Before we before we actually start naming players, what's everyone's personal opinion on on Saudi? Like, not not as I'm not saying as a country as the whole as a whole. I'm saying 
transfers to Saudi, transfers to that league. What do you think about that as a whole? Well, I'll tell you what I think, all right? And I'm going to, I know we're, we're censored here. So I'm PG. going to keep my calm. Well, we can just put explicit what on this one. What we are seeing is we are seeing a country who are basically raiding any other league in the world and offering all kinds of money. And we are seeing players, and I will name names, who are just all about money and not about playing the best brand of football. We are seeing a a country and a continent of of Asia trying to destroy European football. We are seeing, so the latest rumours, not rumours today, is Wolves captain Ruben Neves has signed with a Saudi Arabian football team. That's confirmed. Along with along with Benzema or Benzema, however you want to say it. Yeah. Um, and there's quite a few others which I'll let Chris talk about later. And not just that, Fulham's manager, Marco Silva, has been offered a multi, multi-million dollar, seven to ten year deal to manage a Saudi Arabian football team. Get this, that hasn't even played a game yet. It's not even a team yet. It's pathetic, man. Then it's just... It is a plastic league and the... I just like what golf did with Live Golf. Yep. European football leagues need to say to these players, beware, if you go play in that league, you are no longer welcome to play any form of football in any European league. So you go to that Saudi Arabian league, that's fine, but do not expect that you're going to come back and play in a football league here. Ruben Neves has completely ditched the Wolves as the captain. He has gone and blindsided that club. when he was on well enough money at, at Wolves, but no, he goes, right. yeah. All right, let me, let, let, me, let, me just, let me just pipe in there, Josh. I see, I can always see both sides of the coin, right? I, I consider myself fair in, in, in that respect. Ruben Neves, great player, captain. He's on a lot of money, right? He's 26, by the way. Just take, he's that, tw- into, he's 26. take that into account. How, how much money get, is he on? I'll get to yeah, that. Get to I'll get to that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's on a lot yeah. of money, right? He's on a lot. He plays in the Premier League for Wolves, yep. captain. He'll be on a lot of money. But if someone comes along and says, "Oh yeah, see your wages, I'll triple it," you'll be like, uh, "Okay, I'm going." But where does greed come into it for me? This is what I see. I just see any player that goes to Saudi, Ronaldo included, and I'll I'll get onto Ronaldo in a minute because I've got my own views on him. I, I just can't help but see it as a sellout. You're just selling out. You're just going for the money. Yeah. Who? You, well, money you, talks, doesn't well, it? If someone yeah, offered yeah. me three times right. my wage at right. work, I'd be gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Money, money does talk, right? I and think it's different. Players in are there to earn a wage. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So, yeah, money does talk. Ads. You're completely right, and that that comes into comes into play in in most jobs. Okay, but as footballers. And this is something the AFL doesn't have or the NRL doesn't have or any other sport doesn't have. The Premier League is the most elite league in the world. People want to play in the Premier League. Why would you just want to go play in the middle of a desert somewhere for loads of money? Like, it's it's a cop-out, man. You're just going to go play it, rubbish football. I, it's it a, cop a cop-out. Out, I'm sorry. At the end of the day, he's earning three times the salary he'd be earning normally. Yeah, I'm not great. saying it's the right thing at to what do. what cost? I... I personally wouldn't do it. I've always been a person that you stick fat by your team no matter what. Money talks, it is what it is. It's but not necessarily your success... team all the time as well, Adam. Like These players don't play for their boyhood club. No. Yeah, okay. 
But consider Luka Modric. He has turned down a massive offer from Saudi, yeah. but he turned around and just went, nah, Real Madrid's my priority. Yeah. Massive respect. 100%. He can go and earn triple the amount, and he's just gone, nah, I'm staying but, at Real Madrid. Because, yeah. like, it's, it's greed as well. He earns enough. He... He has earned enough money throughout his lifetime without going to Saudi but, to set up his family's existence for the rest you do, you of do their know, existence. Do you know the backstory as to why, every, like, why Saudi have got all this money to, to spend? No, So the on. Saudi government have decided to pile money into sport, basically. After the World Cup yeah. where Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, they thought this brought so much joy to the, to the, to the country that we're going to pile loads of money into the sport. But so we're going but, to ruin the exactly game. just like China did. They bought all these great players, and this was this was China five like ten years ago. Do you remember players like Oscar yeah. leaving Chelsea yeah. at twenty six, going to China? But what they're doing is they're buying old, was... washed up players. Well, China did, and they're they're ruining football because yeah. what you should be doing is buying young, talented players, investing in your facilities, investing in the clubs. That's how you get a good brand of football and a good league. But, you don't buy up these washed-up sellouts. They are doing that, though, Chris. Edward so, Mendy, Hakim Ziyech, Koulibaly. They're, they're all going Benzema. to Saudi. Yeah. Benzema. Well, Benzema's well, no, there was young players. So... That, there was young players that went to China, but and what I'm saying is they're, they're just buying... They're buying a lot of old players as well, but for this this instance, they are buying a few young players like Ruben Neves. Um, I mean, and Kante's old, isn't he? He's, up, he's out over his 30s. Benzema's old. Ruben Neves is the only young player they've actually signed. But, like, I just said then, Edward he's not Mende, signed Hakim Ziyech, Talks are ongoing. Koulibaly, they've all no, gone. No, they haven't. The talks are ongoing. Are they no. not? So talks are ongoing is Koulibaly, Hakim Ziyech, Ed Mende, Bernardo Silva, uh, Saul, Brozovic, Busquets. Oh no, Busquets has yeah, gone. Yeah, Brozovic, Marcelo Brozovic. Uh, Zaha, Neymar, they're all talks ongoing at the minute. Boys, my, my thing is right, and Chrissy and Dan and, and adds to to a lesser extent, unless you are all over football over the last week. Love it. Right? The EPL have got the strongest foothold of any football competition in the world. Like, it, everyone knows what the EPL is. Yeah. Yet, they are, in my opinion, the weakest sporting com- organisation I think I've ever heard. I never hear them say anything. I never hear them come out and make a stand. I don't even know who's in charge of the, the Premier League. I wouldn't even have a clue. Why are they not coming out and making a statement? Why are they not coming out and saying, right, you want to go over and play there, that's fine, but mark our words, you're never coming back into our competition. You can't. You've, you've why got to be careful. You... But why? Why because do you have it, to be careful? Because it's money. Because it it's money. like an international dispute. The thing is, but this like... international fee yeah, that Saudi will pay, what do they pay for never 60 mil? The government tax so much of that money. So they'll, they'll probably put a 30, 40, or maybe even 50% tax on, well, maybe not 50, but it'll be a 30% tax on that money, on that transfer fee. You can't just make that sort of money without getting well, taxed. Well, if they're putting 50% tax, no wonder it's they're not 50, off sorry, to it's, another continent. It won't be 50, but there'll be a tax. And that's why the English FA are just letting it happen because not only English, the English Premier League is the best league in the world, it's the richest league in the world. And it, it's probably Put propping it up the English economy, if I'm honest. So for now, for now, it is the, the way I the way I see it from a player's perspective, though, is Chris, you, you make it as a professional. Mm. What league do you want to play in? Well, I, I want to play in the Premier League. 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm, you're, 
not just because you're English. Well, actually, it's it's actually, I, no, I, I want to play in the Champions League, and you can't get there in the Saudi well, League. So, no, you can't. That's what if that's the pinnacle of every but, boy's dream, isn't it? To watch their team lift, lift big ears, lift the Champions League. Like it is yeah. what it is. Chris, you don't get that in the Saudi League. So anyone that's going there is completely thrown away Champions League football. And I can't believe Ruben Neves has done it. He nah, had. It. Well, we come back to the money talks. That's that's all it is at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. You're spot on, Chrissy. Right? You develop your own players. So I, I actually oppose Dan with the Ronaldo comment. I, Ronaldo's done all he can for European football. Right? He's he's been huge. Okay. Neves. He's 26 years of age. He's a right age. He, he, he's he got the chance to, to, what, three, four, five, six years still in his prime. Yeah. When, when you've got young players choosing money over the best competition in the world, that's where my issue comes in. If he was 35, 36, fine. Yeah. But he's young. He's in his prime and he's going to an unproven competition where he's probably going to go back 10 notches, yeah. right? And if the Saudi league fails... He might only play for two, three years, and he's not going to earn near as much money as he would have if he had a stayed in Europe. Yeah. So I, I just can't stand when when players sell out for money when they've done nothing for the yeah. game. Which they've done. done he's done. He's done a lot for Wolves. <laughs> he won the championship, and he won. I think. I don't think. Actually, I think they won a, a league cup. But that's it. And he's been yeah. earmarked as being one of the most promising defender um, midfielders in the game. I think he had offers from Arsenal, Liverpool, United, PSG, and he turned them all down to go to Saudi. So I really, I really, yeah, I really don't understand it. But yeah, like you said, money is money talks. He'll probably come back in two years. Good luck to him. Yeah, I don't know, but Ronaldo, Josh, you just you mentioned it there, and I said I know I said earlier that I've got my own views on Ronaldo. Again, I can see both sides of the coin, right? Money talks. You'll go, yeah, of course. But the way I see it, Ronaldo has had a very, very successful career. He is one of two best players in the world, yeah. right? The whole world knows who Ronaldo is. Oh, I do, and right? I don't even follow the sport. Yeah. Exactly. So... Everyone knows who Ronaldo is. You strive to be the best footballer you can be. And Ronaldo's done that to, to the extreme. He is the best. He is the best. And the eyes are on him. Why I know he's I know he's getting on. Yeah, but he got forced out of United. Yeah, so maybe just go to a little bit of a lower league, but still in a bit more but, of a the limelight. But the club, you know but the I mean? club has a big say in who you go to. So Man United aren't going to sell you to their biggest rivals, even to the likes of Ronaldo. He's just walked in, walked in to Al Halil or whatever their name yeah. is, and just got the captain's armband because of who. Oh well, yeah, you could, he probably demanded it in his contract. <laughs> Or they just that's what I mean. He's that experienced, but the thing is, he's um, I I like he got forced out of the club. I don't think that um, I don't blame him for going Saudi. I think it was his only option at the time. He couldn't, they couldn't sell him to any rival team mid mid season. Like they, I know Arsenal were thinking about buying, um, going in on him. He was a free agent. That goes to that goes to show that there was must have been something in the contract and I don't think he would have gone to another Premier League club mid season and maybe have, you know, helped that team push United out of the Champions League. So yeah, there's a reason he went to the Saudi, obviously money. Yeah. Um, but then there's an obvious there's an obvious um backstory to it where the clubs aren't just gonna let you yeah. go to a rival. Yeah, okay. Um 
any other general transfers that have uh, perked your ears up this week? <sighs> Mate, Rice and Havertz is, well, I think Havertz is <laughs> going to get done, but Rice is just, oh, who knows? Man City have just came in and right. thought, fuck it, we'll just put, we'll stick a bid in. They've held talks, but I've heard, I've heard stories that Declan Rice isn't interested, so. No, I think what, what it is, is Man City have now come along and gone, oh, Rice, do you want to, uh, do you want to come play for us? Of course, that's going to perk your ears. You've j- the, the treble win inside has gone, do you want to come play for us? And of course his ears are going to perk up because he wants to win silverware. But I keep, I, I keep hearing is, all this information about Declan Rice. Yeah. And for the viewers that are like myself, don't really follow the football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Can you just give us a little bit of a background story of why he keeps getting brought up? Like, is he the next goat? Is he... He's your next. Like who he's is your he? next. Um, he's a cent. He's a just a quality centre midfielder. He's young. I think he's twenty. What is he? Twenty two, twenty three. He's quite young. I he's think. solid. He's just won the the European Conference League with West Ham. Uh, he's just a he's just a quality footballer. And the reason why his yeah. fee is so expensive is because one, he's English, so there's a mad English tax on players that move between English clubs, um, and he's just won a bloody yeah. Conference League. He's not worth 120 mil. Like I would pay 120 mil for Bellingham. I wouldn't pay it for Rice. No, 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 no. I don't think so. But let let me ask you this, Chris. Like, if he goes to Arsenal, again, I don't, I don't need to ask you this question. He goes to Arsenal. He's going to get first team, first team football week in, week out. Right? Yeah. He's going to be in that starting eleven. Man City. Does he get a game? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, look. Starting eleven. I think if you've got. You've got Rodri, yeah, that's just won the treble with Man City. So you're not yeah. getting in in front of Rodri because Rodri is quality. But he And you're not going to get in front of John Stones either because John Stones, I think you do... that position change for him this year is revolutionary. I think see. he's better than John Stones in that position. I think he plays in front of Rodri with De Bruyne. Um, I think that would be nah. the bet. Yeah, I think that would be his position. You don't think so? so I think I, John I, Stones is better no, than Rodri. No, I'm not saying he's better. I just don't think that suits City's play style. They play down the wings. They play with wing yeah. backs. They play with wide forwards. Yeah. And then you've just got you've just got big tall lamppost in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? So well, he can play Bryce, he comes plays for Arsenal, he's obviously going to get game time. Um and I, I think he's he will work perfectly either along alongside Odegaard or alongside Party when honestly, you're playing yeah, two perfect. CFMs or well, two Well, actually, Thomas Party is actually rumoured to be going Saudi League, so... Oh, yeah. rubbish. Oh, we've, we've already said yeah. that. But, um, but, well, there you go. He just sits in at Party's place. Yeah. Then. Well, yeah. But he doesn't want to play CDM. He wants to play CM, so... So, yeah. And he could. He could just push forward a little yeah, bit. Yeah, speaking of centre midfielders, though, Mason Mount's transfer is dragging out with United. Well, Chelsea have just rejected the third bid of 55 mil for him. Wait, he's not, I don't think he's worth any more than that. No, but I mean, I think I read the other day that Man United might be pulling out of that deal. Well, I'd say so, yeah. Due to the, due to the financial fair play, I think it's they can't justify spending that amount of money on their budget. I think it's about 120 mil or something like that. You've got to think that Chelsea are if, trying to recuperate all the money that they spent in the last transfer window. They spent nearly half a billion... And now they're scrambling yeah. to get rid of players. Hence, why Havertz is on the on the cast to come to Arsenal. Mason Mount's leaving. Mende, Kante, um, Koulibaly. They're scrambling to sell players, or else they're going to get fingered by financial fair play. <laughs> 
I think I think Chelsea are in trouble. I know Chelsea have signed Nicholas Jackson for thirty mil from Villarreal. He's only a young young guy, thirty five appearances, twelve goals. So that might be a better signing than where's he from? Where's Nicholas Jackson from? Villarreal. No, country. Country. Oh, now you've put me yeah. on the spot. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Someone else. Someone else. Talk for a minute. <laughs> well, any any news from Fulham, Josh? Any transfer news? Yeah, Polina will be gone. Yeah, I think I think he's very much very very likely to end up at West Ham. Unfortunately, yeah. um, looks like Fulham are demanding, which which is ridiculous. I've heard within the region of close to night between ninety and a hundred million for him, which is absolutely ridiculous. But that's what um, Tony Khan has commanded, and and it looks like West Ham are, are reasonably open to paying near enough to that mark, which will allow us to get a pretty decent player in return. But he'd be a massive loss if if he leaves, we we get relegated this year. So I'm nah, you won't get relegated this year, mate. Calm mate, down. you don't don't understand how important. Plus, we've already lost um, Kenny Tete, so Tete will go. He was good. Where. We're going to lose. So, probably a bit old in the tooth now. I know he had a really good season this last season gone, but I, I worry about his pace. Right, so Josh, Josh, you've always... I know, I know you're a diehard Fulham fan, right? And I know... I'm just, sorry, mate, I've just interrupted you there. But you've got to think, a club like Fulham, and it's it's like Tottenham as well, right? Fulham or Tottenham, they're, realistically, they're probably not going to win anything for the next... Well, it's for the foreseeable future. We're not going to win anything. Therefore, they're just it's just feeder clubs. Right, so you get one good player in, you can bet your bottom dollar they're gone next season. So, with that being said, those clubs have to have a high turnaround of players. They have to get someone just as good to fit into that spot in order to stay there. I, I don't think Fulham will go down, mate. I think you're fine. Look, I, I guess I'm probably just a bit, um bit of a, a pessimist. But what I will say, Chrissy, just on your recent point too, if we're pretty much going to lose Tosin out of Bayou, right? He, he's pretty much gone. But I will say it looks like we're going to very shortly sign Yerry Mina from Everton on a good free signing. on a free transfer fee. So we're not going to pay anything. It's a free transfer. That's good. Good business. Yeah, great signing. Great, great yeah. signing. So we're making smarter decisions. So I'm just hoping we can have another really positive season. And, and as soon as we start putting consistent seasons together and don't yo-yo, yep. I'll be happy. But we definitely need some better signings. Yeah. I want to uh, I touch on my superior club, Spurs. Maybe not. Superior? Um, Come on, mate. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit sarcastic. <laughs> um, um, Spurs are, are close to signing the Empoli goalkeeper. Vicario. Yeah. What happened to Ray? Because, um, no, nah, they've bailed and they're, I think uh, Brentford are asking 40 mil for him. I think he's worth 40 and, mil. Oh, 100% he yeah. is, but, so I think, yeah, I, I don't know, I'm I'm indifferent on that. I would have personally chased Raya, but, I don't know, we'll see how that goes. And the last thing I read this morning was Tottenham are interested in Jared Bowen. Oh, I, that won't happen. Good signing. That will not happen. Yeah, great signing, but, there's there's too much of a rivalry between West Ham and Spurs. It won't happen. Well, well, Rice might be going to Arsenal. So, yeah, I don't, there's not a massive rivalry between West Ham and Arsenal. Mm. 
Well, yeah. I've known a few West Ham fans in my time. I've and never said anything about We hate yeah. each other. Yeah. Well, no, I think it'll be, um, I think that'll be a good, very good signing if you get Jared Bowen. I think he's quality. Yeah, I hope so. And the only other club I want to touch on before we move on is United. Now, they seriously need to make some signings, I think, if they want to challenge for for the title. Yeah. Now, Chris, Josh, I'll ask you, do Man United extend De Gea's contract? No. 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 So, I know <laughs> straight up you said no. So, he's already on 375 grand a week, right? They've said he, they, he needs to take a significant pay cut. Their last offer was 200 grand and that didn't go through. But obviously, De Gea's sniffing around because he knows that Man United have got this pool of money mm. that they need to, if they don't make the sign-ins, then that can be used to, to, to boost player wages. You know what I mean? So does he stay? But then on the other side of the coin, um, they're interested in Andre Onana from Inter Milan. He would be. Who would you rather have? Would, oh, obviously, Anana. David De Gea is. He makes so many mistakes that, that a serial he, error maker. Uh, yeah, serial <laughs> error maker that leads to goals. Yes. And every year, serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> every year he makes at least three or four. And they go, oh yeah, he's crap. You know, Robbie uh, uh, Keane's is giving him shit in the media and then you know next week he'll pull off an absolute blinding load of saves um and then he's you know it's all good he's just so inconsistent so i would thing is i'd get rid of him i've had this conversations with so many united fans and you most united fans turn around when you mention david de Gea's name they turn around and they say oh best keeper in the world oh he's amazing he does this he does that and some hate him, but I just think he's very hit and miss. You don't know what game you're going to get with De Gea. Whereas you look at Anana, used to play for Ajax. He's gone to Inter Milan. He is a solid goalkeeper. Yeah. He is awesome. He's great. I'd rather have him in between the in the sticks, guarding the onion bag, than than De Gea. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'd get rid of him if I was. I mean, yeah, actually, I'd... as an Arsenal fan, keep him. Keep him in goals. Really? Yeah, keep him in goals. If you're in keep him. <laughs> and another player, do they keep? Do they keep Rashford? 100%. Yeah, yeah. do you reckon? Yeah, he's their best player. So so I was I was listening to the radio the other day and they're saying Rashford may potentially extend his contract. And I thought, is, is he really worth it though? Yeah, I know he's good and United fans don't bite my head off, right? Is he... Is he that good? I know he's an academy graduate and it seems like clubs want to hang on to their academy graduates. But last season, Mo Salah got 30 goals, 17 in the league. Apparently, Mo Salah had a bad season. That matches Rashford's best. So do they look elsewhere for a better strike? I know they've got Veghorst, but... Veghorst. (laughs) Come on, mate. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but that's like sticking Adam up front. <laughs> Rashford's a bit of a utility man, isn't he? So he can he can go on the wings, he can go up front. Yeah, no, no, keep Rashford, Rashford. Yeah, mate. I'm still here. Oh, sorry, you're still there, mate. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> and again, there's a lot happening at United. Do they sell Jaden Sancho? No, keep, they're willing to accept four, 45 mil for him. No, I'd keep him. No, he's oh, he's, he's still I got. I think he's still got more to prove. So I'd keep, yeah, definitely keep Rashford and uh, 
I uh, I definitely think they'll keep him, and uh, just for the other viewers, we should probably Shut up, Adam. To yeah. State of Origin. State of Origin, yeah, yeah, let's go. Shut yeah, up. State of Origin. State of Origin. Josh, do, do you want to kick us off, mate? Let's do it. Go for Roy it. Slater, coaching masterclass, Queensland Maroons. Battered them. Resilience beyond belief. New South Wales, arrogance galore. Queensland, heart and pride. New South Wales, too worried about getting physical. No it was ball a disappointing movement. game, wasn't it? Oh, no. Mate, I'm, um, I, mean, I mean, we're all Maroon you know, supporters, but being a general spectator, like you, you'd want a better game than that. That was that was awful. That was mate, good for Maroons to 32 to 6, but that was an awful game to watch. Yeah. I, it was it was I, just a blood for a Queenslander. Mate. Yeah, I that's think, what I'm saying. Apart from a Queenslander. Yeah. I think what is really kind of cool to to think about, and obviously being up in Queensland at the minute, I've managed to speak to a lot of lot of Queensland locals who obviously take origin very serious, is what Billy Slater's done. So as the coach of the Maroons, he has a mantra each week and Every single player in that squad has come out and said how much of an impact Billy's had on them getting them up for the game. Now, each kind of game, they have a mantra. And Billy's mantra this week or last the week of Origin Camp was, I can because we are. So he got the comment, I can because we are, painted everywhere. He had it on the change rooms. No one knows what it means. But every Queensland player from Daily Cherry Evans all the way through to Tino for Suamua Ali, all say that that mantra was what got them through that game and won the game. No idea what it means, but this coach, Billy, has the knack to basically get a side who on paper shouldn't be winning two origins in a row. New South Wales team on paper is far and beyond Queensland. But he, yeah, it's just a masterclass. He's got Queensland playing like a team, given they've only got a week, the way they've gelled together. It, it was really impressive to see. So, um, you haven't got much to say for New South Wales, but but Queensland, really impressive. I don't think you need yeah. to say for New South Wales. I think they said it for themselves, Matt. A hundred percent. And I've only got, I've only got a few things to say on this game, to be honest, because it was just a, it was just an all-out annihilation from from Queensland, thirty-two to six, really. But I guess for for you boys that watched it. Um, I know we might not have had time to watch all the game, but Josh, you specifically, right? I've got a two-part question for you. Um, Lindsay Collins, he played beast. an awesome he game, right? Yeah, beast. beast. But did he really deserve that man of the match? Because I feel like yeah. there was a lot of other contention there. And if so, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. I think Holmes so, was stiff. Who else? Look, I think what what you have to look at is you have to look at the game as a whole. You can't just look at your, your playmakers. So you no. could easily give it to a Reese Walsh. You could easily give it to a Daily Cherry Evans. But if you look at the statistics purely for that game, all right, so you, you've got Lindsay Collins putting in a huge amount of work, right? Yeah. So he, he's played 42 minutes as a, as a big boy. Okay, he's um he's made thirteen runs. He's ran one hundred and thirty six meters. He's 
49 kick return meters, 54 post-contact meters, one tackle break, nine hit-ups. He's he's had a stellar game, 13 receipts. He's had an 87.88% tackle efficiency. He's made 29 tackles. He's only missed three. He's only had one ineffective tackle. He's pretty much had a complete game. So if you go through all those yeah. stats, look, for me, I probably wouldn't have had him as man of the match, but I can see why they did. Yeah, 100%. You can see why they did, but yeah. who would you have given it to? <clears throat> I think oh, Cherry I'm, Evans I'm had, always, had a good game. Um, look, Valentine Holmes was good. Mm-hmm. Had to be Valentine Holmes. Um, yeah, just what? Just because he got two tries? I don't think Jared, he's just Nanai, thinking, Nanai was amazing. I don't think he did Mate, much he else, though, other than the two tries. So... He had scored yeah. New South you, Wales, mate. What what you, yeah, what do you yeah. reckon um, I mean, about... Do you see um, Luau was through on through for a try and then um, Walsh Luau. just jumped on his back and high-tackled him? What's the what's the go with that? Because I heard the commentators were like, oh, that's state of origin. If that's a high-tackle, I don't know what... You know, like they were excusing the fact that he just wrapped his arms around his neck and just dragged him down. But he's through, he's through for a try. Yeah. that yeah. was a, That's got to be a penalty try, no? That's that's what sparked the fight at the um, end. Yeah, it? well, that was that was what led on to the fight at the end. That was probably the most exciting yeah. part of the game. Other than that, it was just a walkover for for Queensland. It was a boring. It, boring it, game. it was to boring. be expected though, because they had so many injuries. So it's to be expected Queensland would run away with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but they still had a good team, even with the, all those injuries. Dan, like they've they've got a better team than Queensland with those injuries. Like it should have been a better performance than a six to thirty two. That was pathetic. The amount of times that New South Wales got the ball out, hands all the way out to, and it would get to the last two players and they would fumble it or overpass it or it would go out. The amount of times that happened, that's what cost them the game, was awful handling of the ball. My grandma would have scored more with bread. Yeah. It was ridiculous. (laughs) Mate, cohesion and belief. If you haven't got cohesion and you haven't got belief, it doesn't matter how good you are. Right, we we have a Queensland team that play with belief, yeah. play with confidence. You have a New South Wales team who who play purely based off talent, and they just didn't work as a team. So that's why Queensland win it are up two nil. That's why I believe Queensland will win three yeah. nil. Yeah, that's yeah. Freddie Fitler will be gone, and I think there'll be a huge clean out. New South Wales will win next year's Origin series. That's my that was goal. that I was my like next they're... question. What happens game three? But. I'm... Pretty sure we're all on the same page. I think New South Wales yeah. have got to do something. They've got to pull it out of the bag just to oh. to, to reclaim so, any type of dignity from the series. But it's, it seems... Obviously, they lose the series, but yeah, you're right. Get something out yeah. of it. Momentum is a big thing in sport. So they've got two. They've got a two-nil, so... Funny you should say that. And I'm a bit indifferent about this next question. I was watching NRL 360 on TV the other day. And one of the blokes was on there... He said that Jerome Luai needs to be cut from that squad in order for New South Wales to win. I don't really know how. I'm kind of yes and kind of no. I am 100% yes. Why? That bloke, right, is. I know you don't like him. I, I don't like him as a player and I don't like him as a person, right? So your team has just lost the series. This, this Origin series means so much to so many people. You have that absolute peanut come on after the game on Instagram and say, relax, you've got work tomorrow, you idiots. He's speaking to the people that if it weren't for those people, he wouldn't be getting paid the money he gets paid to throw a ball. 100%. In 
He is. It's not. He is a dog. He is a flog. I hate the bloke as a person. I hate the bloke as a player. You so, were, I, yeah, yeah nah, I, 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 I've got a question sad. for you, Josh. Pretty similar to me earlier question in, in the start of the <laughs> night. Who's more of a flog? Jerome Luai is Jerome Luai is the biggest flog in world sport by a proverbial mile. When you and start he, taking I, your fans, I agree. You, you're, and a, you're a dog. Yeah. And he takes that title with his Instagram post. That's if you what saw I mean. That. Yeah. I agree. Even before um, that, I hated him. But now you I hate him Instagram I'm with you, Josh, mate. The the fans are the ones that pay you at the end of the day. So right. you get you well, get paid forty grand to, to throw a ball. You get paid 400, 500 grand, and four they get paid thirty grand each Origin game, right? Yeah, yeah. he did nothing, and he's no. instead he's too busy fighting at the end, and then says that to the Origin fans. Oh no, nah, I, I, yeah. I can't do him. Jog on. All right. Before we go, Dan, I might just um put something out there. Maybe I'll put something on Instagram. Who's yep. the bigger flog? Stringer, Ollie Robinson. <laughs> yeah, let's do a poll. And um, Lou yeah, let's do a poll. We'll, yeah. we'll see what the viewers think. Stick oh, you in there because I think we'll, we'll get I'm not too sure. <laughs> I'm not too sure. Well, I'd be number one, but I'm not too sure who would be second and third on the Mate, podium, if, so. if Ollie Robinson or Jake Stringer even get a single vote, I'm quitting the podcast. Ollie Robinson's <laughs> going to bowl you all out next test. Don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, all right, smack it whacked, mate. That's all I'm saying. Before the yeah, before the final call, has anyone got any brief other just general news or not? No, nah. I've only got one because I feel like it's it's big. Frankie Dettori won his ninth and final Gold Cup at Royal Ascot. Great career, Frankie Dettori's had two thousand two hundred eighty-five wins from eleven thousand four hundred and eighty-one starts. That's a pretty good career. But I remember growing up watching Frankie. So if he does retire at the end of the year, then Good retirement, mate. Just for our listeners out there, the Dan has no idea who Frankie Dettori is. <laughs> of, course, of course I know who Frankie Dettori is. Dan, he is not the striker for Arsenal. He is an, he is an Italian jockey. Of course I know he's an Italian jockey. That's why I said he's won his ninth gold cup. You add remind Josh, me of Ollie Robertson, add, don't you, Dan? You remind Josh, me of Ollie so Add much. Josh to that flogs list, yeah, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on to the question. Let's hear what you've got to say about this then, boys. All right, lads, Ian here again. Just finished listening to your last episode. Absolutely banging. Well done. So, I've got two questions for you this week. First one is, your biggest rivals have just won the lot, the treble. Uh, like Man City, I've done this year. Just absolutely won everything. Um, are you, as a diehard fan, congratulating the arch enemies fans. So for, I know Dan's example, he's a Spurs fan. So is he looking at Arsenal fan in the eyes, shaking his hand and going, well-deserved. That was a great effort. You are amazing. Personally, not a chance for me. Like I want my arch rivals to fail, like absolutely creaming. I want them relegated. I want them out of existence, <laughs> but that's just me. So what's your opinions? The second. Well, let's just go off that one. That's I, I don't even let's have to. I don't have to say anything to that. No chance. Absolutely yeah. no chance. And really, yes. no. Yes. You're not saying if it, if it's well deserved. No. If they have no. done well no. all season. No. If, my Arsenal, arch rivals. if Arsenal had won, like yeah, I know it's arch rivals, and I, and I want Arsenal to fail. However, this season I've watched Arsenal play. They have played. Unreal football, 
And I only wish Tottenham could play as good as football as Arsenal have played. And if Arsenal had won the league, I would have shook your hand and gone, you know what? Fair play. You talk oh, so much can... smack. You would Fair not. Play to you. you would not. I could shake but, I mean, the fans. Listen. I could you maybe do shake nothing. in the fans' hands, but I can't give credit to the club. I'd maybe say, yeah, you... What are you going to do? You're doing nothing. Yeah. I can't say, oh, well done, Tottenham. You did a great job. No. Not a chance of you nah, I, I disagree. No I reckon, way. I can you do. 100% you no. do. Yeah, no. Nah. You know, Fulham you haven't got, got any rivals. He didn't know what rivalry is. He thought Huddersfield and bloody Fulham was a big rivalry. <laughs> so, not, Chris says this. He's not even English. He was born and raised in Broadmeadows. He just put on an English accent for this podcast. Mate, you don't you don't know what rival is. What I will say, what I will say is, you got to acknowledge greatness. I hate Man City. Because they're a plastic club with plastic supporters and a plastic finance financial position. But you gotta admire greatness. And I admire that even though I think it's rigged, their team is a great team, if not one of the greatest teams of all time. Yeah. They are But you're not gonna you're I not agree. gonna go to their supporters and be like, How good's your team, mate? Why would not? No, I hate Collingwood, no. but I love watching no. I, I, you so oh, Chris I if, love Sorry guys. Okay, no you guys. I love watching Collingwood. I agree with you. But, mate, I would put myself in a coffin if I was to shake a Collingwood supporter's hand and be like, yeah, mate, good game. So, you deserve Chris, it. did you watch the World nah. Cup final? Yeah. Do you... Who's your... who Who's Arsenal... Who's your most hated team, right? One team that you hate. Tottenham. Tottenham. Yeah. Okay. Who's your second hate, most hated team? Fulham. No, no, it's not Fulham. Uh, Chelsea. <laughs> You have to be a good team yeah. to hate something. Nah, Chelsea. Right, Tottenham play Chelsea in a Champions League final. Are you watching it? No. Do so you wouldn't watch it? Even if it was a Champions League, Champions League final, it was 6-5, six, six, it was... The, because two, the I wouldn't watch Champions that League. one because it's one of the two teams I hate would possibly win it. I would watch... I watched, but, the, Liverpool, I watched the Liverpool-Tottenham game because I knew Liverpool would batter them. Could you sit there and if it was a good game, could you actually say don't identify that it was at least a good I'd game? Say it's I'm a not good game, but like yeah, it. yeah, it's a good game. Of That's football. what I mean. Yeah, but I'm not giving credit to the club. That's what I'm saying. I'm too much of an Arsenal fan to do that. So. Well, that's what I was saying earlier in the evening. It was a good game in the Ashes, but I'm not giving credit to England for still losing. You lost the game, mate. Bad luck. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Bringing up the only thing you can beat us in. That's right. <laughs> I think you're I knew let's, move, let's quickly Back move Chris. on to the next question. Anyway, I, I yeah. say no. So, I say no. Yeah. What do you say, boys? Quick vote. Was, yes. I say, yeah, give credit where credit's All due. Right. All right, let's move on. 2v2. Second question then. Second one is, you've probably seen a lot of it in on, on socials and sports uh, news channels and stuff. Um, it's about Jack Grealish, really. Um What's your opinions on him, like getting on it, getting upside down and basically having a great time after winning the treble? Um, there's, no, he's getting a lot of hate from it, but at the same time, I'm loving the fact that there's a lot of people um, sticking up for him and defending him. You know, there's a lot of people out there saying he's a bad example, he shouldn't be doing it, especially in the public eye, etc. Um, but no, my opinion is he's just won the treble. You know, he's... He's having the time of his life and, you no know, crack on. But 
yeah, just thought I'd uh, throw that one out, see what, what you think of that. For the listeners, a little bit more more inside, what what did he do? I'm not sure. He just went on a bender yeah. for so, five or so six, he just like got... a week's bender. Just went to Ibiza. <laughs> so did for anyone who yeah, doesn't so know. So he's a legend. Yeah, yeah. So every... So for everyone that doesn't know, he plays for Man City, like Ian just said there. Great question, by the way. He He's just won the treble. So imagine if you've won the treble and you've gone on a bender for, for like five yeah, yeah. days. You're blind for five days and someone's gone, oh, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Like, oh, mate, what jog off with you. I've just yeah. won the bloody he's the, new, he's the modern Let... day Gazza, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> Let him crack Let him go, man. Questions. Did he post any videos of him taking anything or doing anything illegal? Not no. this time. So why the hell has anyone got an issue with it? I, we have no doubt that he yeah, did do yeah. illegal things. Didn't post- <laughs> he, he was I, He was acting like a bit of a, like when they were all doing the ceremony, he was like, I'm a turkey. And then, I mean, yeah. All the turkeys hungry. The turkeys the turkey. <laughs> two, two years ago, I couldn't stand the bloke, right? You really want, you fast forward two years. I think outside of any Fulham player, he'd be my favourite sports person yeah. in the world. Like, I, he, he seems like he's down to earth. He, he knows he's not their best player. He, he takes a piss out of himself. He takes a piss out of others. Yeah. He gets yeah. into scuffles on the ground. He definitely doesn't take a backward step, even though he rolls around like Peter Griffin when he, he got a scratch on his knee. But, yeah. um, nah, good on him. I say go loose. Go hard or go home. Yeah. I, I think what Josh was saying earlier, if he's not if he's not posting anything that he shouldn't be posting and doing anything <laughs> doing anything illegal, then Gosh. you know, party on, Matt. He's got he's a role model. Kids look up to him. Yeah. I I would be in the same boat, mate. I'd be partying on four days, um, Bender. Don't contact go. me. Let boys, us go. I'm let sure that, I'm sure there will be videos, by the way, boys. I mean when he was I'm, yeah, but we haven't seen them I've yet. Got so one, I've got one photo from the Euros, and that went around, like, honestly, like wildfire. But boys, I mean, boys, boys, we'll be we're boys. not saying he's done anything. We're not saying he done anything. <laughs> no, 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 he didn't do anything. It was just a picture of him with a bird. Yeah, oh. we're, not, we're, not, we're not accusing him of anything. I'm going to say one that. more thing, right? And this is, this is, a, this is a, a strong word of advice to everyone out there. Yeah. When people say things like they've got to be role models for kids, well, guess what? You should be a role model for your kid because he posted things on Instagram and technically children aren't allowed to have Instagram unless they're over 16. So the only way your child is seeing that content is if you are illegally allowing them to have social media. So don't worry about Jack Grealish. Maybe worry about your parenting. Well well said. Boom. Stick stick that up, Dot. Daddy. I think Boom. we'll leave it there. Daddy. Well, well said, there. Dad. <laughs> yeah, let's leave that there. All right. Good episode, boys. <laughs> See you later. See you later. See you later. Yeah. Take it easy.